Originally, my plan was to tell the story of my family's Christmas Eve. It was going to be one episode, and that's it. I know that I can provide an accurate account of what I felt on those days with remarkable detail. And in telling the story, I get very overwhelmed by the memories. And for me, that is the most exciting part of this opportunity. I think we all connect our memories and our emotions in some magnitude, but when it comes to Christmas, I feel like my connection is uncommonly strong. There are many elements of Christmas Eve's past that when I remember them, I don't just have a strong recollection of what I was feeling and my emotions. I almost relive it. Interestingly enough, this type of thing is something that is covered in some therapy, especially with trauma, as I understand it. Getting someone to think and remember an incident without reliving it is an important part of healing. I absolutely feel the power of this, even in negative things in my past. And while that is a burden and often causes me extreme pain, the fact that I also feel it as it relates to good memories, great memories, the memories of Christmas Eve, it's quite a blessing. There haven't been many of these high-impact occurrences in my life, but the ones that I'm talking about are very significant. It's almost as if part of me still exists there, like I left a piece of my spirit in those moments, and when I think about them or I talk about them, it's almost as if my consciousness goes back to that point in time. For better or for worse, I exist there. You Can't Cancel Christmas, a limited series from Long Island's Holiday Music Station, Walk 97.5. The story of my Christmas Eve, the Christmas Eve in my household, actually doesn't start on Christmas Eve at all. December 24th is just the point where the fuse hits the dynamite. So many different things played into what made Christmas Eve such a great day for me and my family. I'll give a lot of credit to the other members of my family throughout this tale, and the buildup and the way that the holiday season was embraced by my family is certainly worth mentioning. I often think about this when I talk to people that don't seem to get into the spirit of things. When I encounter these people, I feel bad for no fault of my own. And I ask them about what the season was like for them growing up. And usually, they don't have the best stories to tell about Christmas's past. So then, I feel even worse because I realize that they're feeling the way they are for no fault of their own. I assume I would still be very passionate about the holidays and 
a big, excitable nut, even if I only had the magic my family brought to Christmas Eve's to rely on. But the fact that they all did their part to build the anticipation in the weeks and the days and the hours leading up to Christmas Eve, that made it that much more magical. If you try to think of all the different things that make up the holiday season and make a list, your pen will run out of ink before you finish. It's genuinely hard for me to notice how things are different from now compared to 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. Aside from retail vendors looking to get a jump by starting advertising their holiday sales earlier and earlier, to me, most of the things that make the holiday season the holiday season today are the same things that made it the holiday season when I was a kid. If you go back to that list, I'll bet that holiday music is somewhere at the top of your list. When I think of Christmas music and the role it plays in my love for the season, the first thing I think about is the opening title song to the first version of A Christmas Carol that I ever saw, Mickey's Christmas Carol. The song is called Oh, What a Merry Christmas Day, and it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I can hear the first notes of the majestic horns, and if I close my eyes, I can see the old-timey image of Mickey Mouse with his hat and his scarf on the TV screen just before the opening credits roll and the lyrics fade in. I'm not going to force you to listen to the song here, but if I've done my job, you'll go look it up for yourself. The warmth in that song and the power of the story that it introduced to me are some of my earliest memories, some of my favorite memories. In fact, I still have the original TV recording on my Christmas tape. It's an old VHS that I've been watching every Christmas season since the mid-'80s. And there's so many other stories I can think of when I think about holiday music and the different ways each song that I still listen to regularly is woven into the fabric of the season. I think about how Jingle Bells was one of the first songs I ever learned how to play on guitar at nine years old, taking lessons in the back of a music store on Rockaway Boulevard. It's still one of the first things I play whenever I pick up a guitar. I know you might be thinking that that's incredibly sweet, but in reality, it's because I never really learned how to play much else. I remember sitting in my grandparents' living room with my cousins, Jennifer and Christina, a few weeks before Christmas, learning Christmas carols. We wanted to do a short performance for the family on Christmas Eve, and we had an amazing brainstorm to rehearse before the actual day. It was then when I learned all the words to Winter Wonderland. I still don't know who or what Parson Brown is, but it doesn't matter. I remember playing timpani and the bass drum in the high school Christmas concert at St. Francis Prep. 
for Prokofiev's Midnight Sleigh Ride and Angels We Have Heard on High. Again, I won't force you to hear them right now, but if you get a chance, look up Prokofiev's Midnight Sleigh Ride. It'll give you a treat. Music, in general, sweeps us away without warning. That's as true for a Christmas song as it is for a classic rock ballad for most people. Sometimes the music is like a waterbed, gently filling the empty spaces in your memory until you're in a very comfortable place. And sometimes it's more vivid than that, a place where joy and sorrow, memories and fantasies, and longing and gratitude all exist simultaneously. Music is one of those things when you hear a certain song, the memories that come flooding, it just brings you back to simpler times, especially holiday music. My name is Christina Kay, and I'm so excited that the holidays are here so we can blast the holiday music because I don't know about you, but I feel like in particular, we need a little Christmas. So for me, I have so many amazing memories around holiday music. One in particular, this is gonna sound weird, but grandma got run over by a reindeer. That was playing when my mom, my twin sister and I, and my uncle were driving around looking at Christmas lights. It was a tradition we always did when I was a kid and my dad would have to work late nights. And the song came on and my uncle blasted it and he was acting all crazy and you know, not having him around on the holidays. I really just think back to those good times because that's what he would want me to do. And it's such a ridiculous song, but it always just makes me think of simpler times and happy times. When I hear any Mariah Carey song, I think of my twin sister and I, and she is kind of tone deaf. So singing at the top of our lungs going holiday shopping as we got older and she still thinks she can hit those notes and Mariah Carey, she is absolutely not. So hearing these songs, there's just so many good memories attached to them. And I love that we keep getting new holiday songs too to create new memories. And that's the thing. There's always going to be holiday music and there's always going to be amazing memories. For me personally, now I have so many getting to play them as the afternoon DJ on Walk 97.5 because we're 24-7 holiday music. So it's just... I'm creating so many memories every day with these songs and getting to play them for other people and have them relive their memories now too is something so special and definitely a gift and definitely the positive light and vibe we needed for 2020. I could go on about all the amazing songs. I mean, Josh Groban, how do you not get chills when you hear Josh Groban at Christmas time or Michael Buble hearing that with my boyfriend last year when we needed Christmas back then in like September of last year and now it's just it's so special and I hope you have your holiday songs that create beautiful memories for you as well. I know this year things are a little different, but whenever I hear certain holiday songs like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, Dominic the Donkey, All I Want for Christmas is You, I know it makes me think of amazing traditions that we will have again and more memories to come. And that's why you just can't cancel Christmas.
It's Anna Zepp. I get it. Things are different this year. But whenever Jingle Bell Rock comes on, it brings me back to fifth grade. My best friend Daniela and I, we weren't the best dancers in the world. But we really, really wanted to be in our school's Christmas pageant. There was a flyer posted that anyone could audition and be part of the show. At the time, we were taking a jazz dance class together at our local dance school. And we were so excited. We ran into our Wednesday afternoon class and we begged Miss Katie if she would help us choreograph something. And she did. She said that Jingle Bell Rock was perfect because it was traditional, but it was still cool. Well, Miss Katie was like 22 years old, and we thought she was the coolest dance teacher on earth. So whatever she said, we believed. We spent every day that entire week working on the dance. Like I said before, we weren't really bound to be rockettes, so every pot of beret and grapevine took hours to perfect. When audition day came, we were so nervous. The school had lined us up in the hallway behind the back entrance of the auditorium, and the music teacher was seated in the front row with her clipboard. I remember watching the first graders. They were singing this adorable version of Jingle Bells, and I kept thinking about how cute they were. They were definitely going to get into the Christmas pageant. And right before us, one of our classmates, Susan, she was there. Now, Susan looked adorable. She had on this big brown sweater that went to her knees, brown tights, and a headband with antlers on her head. And sure enough, before she walked to the center spotlight, she put on her red nose. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer came blaring over the speakers, and she took off tap dancing. She glided over the stage, tap dancing like a gazelle. And our music teacher, Mrs. Harris, she like burst into applause when she finished. Daniela and I exchanged worried looks. How could we compete with tap dancing Rudolph? We made our way to the stage, and luckily the spotlight was so bright that we couldn't see anyone in the audience. We tugged at our black leggings and our red t-shirts and pulled down our wide-rimmed hats that we thought were so cool. And we danced our hearts out to Jingle Bell Rock. And we left the stage feeling pretty good, but were we good enough to make it to the show? The next day, we walked into school, and sure enough, our names were on the list, and we were in the Christmas pageant. Honestly... Everyone's name was on the list. Everyone made the cup, but we were so happy about it. And we danced our hearts out the following weekend, and our parents were so proud of us that they took us out for Friendly's ice cream afterwards. That Reese's peanut butter sundae never tasted so good. Now, this is the part of the story where it gets a little bit sad. I'm just going to warn you. I lost Daniela to a car accident the following year. I know. It's awful. You didn't see that coming. Neither did I. But she was my very first best friend. And all these years later, I can only remember the good times. I know it's going to be different this year, but whenever I hear Jingle Bell Rock, it makes me think of Daniela and our big dance number wearing our big floppy hats. We thought we looked so cool. <laughs> and that's why you can't cancel Christmas. I find it interesting that Jingle Bell Rock just happens to be the song Anna referenced in her story. Jingle Bell Rock holds a special place in my heart as well. And while it might not be connected to something quite as tragic as Anna's loss of a friend, I too feel a rush of happy feelings and a pinch of sadness when I hear Jingle Bell Rock. Earlier, I had mentioned my father and how he will become an important character in my Christmas Eve tale, and he will. But there is no doubt that two of the most important characters in my story are my grandmother and my grandfather. I was lucky enough to grow up in a house with my parents and my brother and my grandparents, 
they lived downstairs and we lived upstairs. And for a while, I thought that's how everyone grew up. Having my grandparents right downstairs was such a benefit. I honestly feel like I had four parents, two mothers and two fathers. There were times that I thought it was a burden, just like any stupid kid would. But now that I'm older, I know that it was a wonderful situation in which to be raised. My grandmother was the classic matriarch of the family. She was a real tough lady and was a very strong personality in our family. She also was probably one of the hardest working people that I had ever known, despite the fact that she never had a paying job in my lifetime. She raised too many people to count, from siblings and younger cousins to her own kids and then her grandkids. And she owned Christmas Eve. Of course, she had support from my grandfather and the other members of the family, but it was my grandmother's show without a doubt. The amount of effort that she put into every aspect is just stunning to consider, especially when I think about the fact that she never stopped. There was never a wind down. There were no years at the end of her life where she just took a back seat and rested and let everyone else do the work. She worked tirelessly and produced the most wonderful Christmas Eves and many other holidays of my life. And Jingle Bell Rock was her favorite song. She had a little 45 record of the Bobby Helms version, and every Christmas season, she would break it out, dust it off, and play it. I still remember being amazed that she even knew how to operate the record player because that just didn't seem like her thing. I feel silly and stupid saying that now and thinking it, but she was grandma. She cleaned and she cooked and she yelled at me to get off the grass. She don't know nothing about a record player, but I hear that song and I think of her and I think of her smile. And I love thinking about that smile. I love thinking about hearing her play it downstairs in the basement on a random Tuesday in December. The house would be totally decorated, and I'd hear the guitar coming from downstairs. And I would sneak onto the stairs and sneak a peek to see her just enjoying the music. I'm 41 years old, so obviously you know that my grandmother is no longer alive. I'm not going to go into the details of her passing, but I will say it was quick, it was sudden, and it was sad. And it was made even sadder because it happened a week after Thanksgiving. The day that we were going to the funeral home to lay her to rest, I asked my cousin Karen if she would mind if I put the 45 of Jingle Bell Rock in my grandmother's casket. Karen had originally given the record to my grandmother as a gift. It's now 20 years later, and I'm so happy that I did that. I never would have been able to play the record again anyway. The physical record 
that my grandmother played all those Christmases is with her now. But the song isn't gone. I hear it all the time. And when I hear it, I think about her. So, in a way, it makes me feel like she isn't really gone either. My grandfather will become a focus later on in the story, but I wanted to mention two more songs that I would recommend if you've come this far. Christina mentioned new holiday songs, and to be honest, I was a traditionalist for a very long time. The very idea of a new Christmas song was something that I balked at. Sure, I made exceptions when it suited me, but my horizons weren't expanded until about 2004. I had been a fan of a band called Rockapella for many years. They were the house band on Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. But I didn't even know that they were still performing live concerts over a decade after that PBS show went off the air. Fast forward to 2004, I find myself sitting front row at a small theater where Rockapella is performing their Christmas show. At the end... They dedicate a song to a family who had recently lost a loved one. The song was called Christmas Without You, and it has become my favorite Christmas song. Years later, I was at a similar Rockapella concert, and they performed a song called Hold Out for Christmas. Where Christmas Without You is a song that highlights feelings of loneliness and a longing for romance and intimacy, Hold Out for Christmas is a powerful, sometimes whimsical, but ultimately moving song about grandmas and grandpas. The lyrics, And I'll hold out for Christmas and hold on to old reindeer games, and I'll hold on to grandma and grandpa. Remember and make it the same. Christmas at home is a life away, but in me its candlelight glows. I see it shine on my mother and bright on my dad and feel it guide me wherever I go. We all know that things are going to be very different this year, but... When I hear Hold Out for Christmas, especially that last part of Hold Out for Christmas, I remember that my grandma and my grandpa's spirit will always live within me. And that's why you can't cancel Christmas. Coming up, other elements of the holiday season come into play as the anticipation builds and the structure of Christmas Eve starts to take shape. Christmas movies, Christmas decorations, and a Christmas carol. Next time on You Can't Cancel Christmas.